Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Shut up and three bit more popcorn. Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorns Extra Butter. This is part two of a collaboration with the gentleman I have here, or this way, <laughs> Mr. CJ Manuel. Uh, part one was his podcast, Comedy Chops, where he uh, we dive into a little bit of comedy, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of the Shut Up and Refill My popcorn origin story and uh now now we're down to the meat and potatoes so yes and so uh and we're going to be talking about 2009 no 2008's the wrestler on this episode of popping my movie cherry i of course am your host nicho and this good looking gentleman to my what are you on my, you're on my right you're on my left yeah you're on my right <laughs> mr cj manuel What's what's going on, man? How are you doing today? Thank you, first and foremost, Nicho, for letting me uh, get my baby off the ground, if you will. Um, like you said, we got this first episode of Comic Chops, kind of a prequel, if you will, if you will. Um, <laughs> and we're talking life and comedy. I, I talk about life through the lens of comedy and and wrestling because those are my first two loves as a young kid. And um, I met Nicho through the world of wrestling and he's, he like me, want to get on stage and be comics, you know? So he was the perfect guest for the first episode of that episode. So please check it out and give me your feedback. And now let's get it on, man. So you pop your cherry, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've right. always wanted to watch this movie. I've I've always I've heard good things. It won awards. I mean, uh, but I never I never took the time to to and a lot of times they're on streaming like Netflix, then they come off, but I never really took the time and um and I rented it on Amazon and uh and it's a it's it's a heartbreaking story. Like if you're if you're watching it from someone who's never watched wrestling, it's a heartbreaking story. But since we kind of know the world of wrestling in the sense of hearing it from professionals like Disco Inferno, Raven, Conan, and all their guests, and even Vince Russo, and just yeah, seeing, yeah. yeah, and then seeing you know wrestlers from our childhood you know come and go and 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 you know this this story it resonates with with fans and non-fans alike you know what i mean um so watching this movie popping my cherry um i i enjoyed it i really i enjoyed the everything you would hear these wrestlers talk about especially the indie wrestlers like uh ben and the conspiracy horsemen yeah. Which I popped huge. Yeah, Papa Don, yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I, I, saw had to go him. I saw him. I was like, he looks familiar. And then I heard him, him yeah. talking. And yeah, he has some hair. Now he's he's clean shaven, but but yeah, that that I popped huge on that. We got our truth in there. Our truth was in there. Um, there's quite um, a few, quite a few wrestlers in there. Uh, uh, Claudio Casignoli was in there. Robbie um, E. Oh, Blue Meanie. Yeah, there's a, there was a list. 
Yeah, it was a nice little disc, man. More than because I just I just remember I just remember um, Ernest Miller as the Ayatollah because it had been a long time since I had seen it. But yeah, I popped huge yeah. when I saw uh, when I saw yeah, Truth, Ernest, and I was like, Ernest oh shit, Papadon. Yeah. But yeah, dude. I mean, uh, well, when was the first time you saw? It? Did you see it when it came out? Or the first yeah, year? I, it was so 2008. That would have been hell. Divorce number one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I got a couple of. I collect them. I collect them like baseball cards. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, so yeah, two thousand eight. King, King Griffey Jr.'s rookie card. <laughs> I do now. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> um, so two thousand eight. That would have been, like I said, divorce number one. I would have been about thirty-two, thirty-three, somewhere around there. Thirty, thirty-three. Yeah, 33, 33, 34, somewhere around there. And um, okay. my kids were still small. We were all, you know, still big time wrestling fans. They were big time in it. You know, I, I would like choke slam them on their beds and, you know, give them wrestling moves and power slam them and shit like that. So, um, so yeah, I was real excited looking forward to this movie when it came out. And when I, I did see, I don't think I saw it at the movie. I think I saw it when it came on. I might have saw it, got it from Blockbusters or Redbox or some shit. And, Saw yeah. there, but but yeah. yeah, Blockbuster was still around back then. Yeah, so this this was after a this was beyond this was after Beyond the Mat and after Wrestling with Shadows, those documentaries that kind of gave you a glimpse on what wrestling's really like. Yeah, particularly with Jake the Snake uh, in in Beyond the Mat, and a lot of people. He's even said that that's essentially him. You know, yeah. that uh, the Randy the Ram was based on. Yeah. Heavily influenced by Jake the Snake, and yeah. so those guys to say this this is one of the most realistic. Yeah, it's it's played for dramatic effect and stuff like that. Some stuff is exaggerated, and not every wrestler is beat up like that, and every wrestler is like this on the way up and on on the way down. But you know, there's been a lot of them collectively who have said that this is the most realistic portrayal of how the business. As they say, I say this respectfully. I'm not a wrestler. I'm a mark. Yeah. I say it respectfully, but they, they they'll say that that's one of the most realistic depictions. Um, there have yeah. been a few detractors. I think um, like I think Jim Ross was kind of partially critical. Jim Cornette was very critical, of course, of it. Um, he's very you know he don't like anything that exposes that exposed. Yeah, you know, and broke kayfabe and stuff. He was very yeah. he is he still is very much that you know. Yeah, he he like who wants to protect? He yeah. still wants to protect the business, keep things kayfabe. Yeah. But he's he's and old school. And, he's old and, school, and I respect that. But um, also, and and he's he's kind of reluctantly adjusted and has profited very successfully with you know him and Brian Last on Jim Cornette drive through and and um, and what's his other one called? One of my spacing. Uh, Jim Cornette experience, man. So yeah, so he's definitely and and he's been a wealth of knowledge on the behind the scenes stories and stuff like that too. So, um, but yeah, but this movie in particular, if if Royal if, if Ready to Rumble was probably one of the <laughs> to me. I'm sorry, I hated that. It was whack. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but it was whack. It was it was comedy. It was it was funny. Yeah, they kind of delve into like a wrestler's life. Like you have the broken home. You yeah. know, you have the, you know, uh, 
disgruntled family members. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, so yeah, and they, they do touch on that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You they also get that. you you also get the the um from a, the fans over I would say over hyping them like yeah. oh you're yeah, the greatest yeah. and they their life is just shambles. I mean, perfect example in this movie. He gets done with his first wrestling match. He goes home. He's been locked out of his house because he hasn't paid rent. Yeah. So he has, not, not just his house, his trailer. His, his trailer. Yeah. yeah. And he has to sleep, you know, he has to sleep in, in his vehicle. He has to go and play and make and do another, another, make another match. This one's a little bit more hardcore into the, like to the yes. fact where he suffers a heart attack at the end. You know, has and his, you know, wakes up in the hospital. They just gave him triple bypass surgery, and the promoter left his 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 payment there when he checks when he uh, checks out or or leaves the hospital. Now he's able to pay his rent and go back inside. You know, but this, even even the in between these two incidences, you know, we kind of get us we kind of get a good understanding of who Randy the Ram is outside so he 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 goes to his i guess his local strip club and befriends another aging i wouldn't say aging but another person you know, who's kind of you know past the prime think yeah and uh but but i mean melissa torme or what's her name melissa marissa, marissa. come on bro still come on. yeah come on, still come on. fine and uh, aunt may Oh God! Yeah. I mean, she was, she was, she was fine, you know. And my cousin Vinny and Man, and absolutely. here, she, she's, she's been one of. She's been one of. I've been I've been seeing her ever since a different world, bro. When she was when she was the the token white girl of the first that's season. Right, I forgot. Lisa Bonet was on the cast. Yeah, that's right. Maggie. Damn. Yeah, I I go back to Maggie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. And she's still, you know, especially for a woman of. Well, she's Italian, so there's there's a little bit of melanin in the Italian Italian stuff, but yeah, she's still getting it done. You know, she's still getting yeah. it. Yeah, she's got she's 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 kind of got that that girl next door kind of like the hottest regular chick. You know, what I'm saying she has that regular chick, cool chick vibe about her, which makes her extra sexy. Yeah, bro. Well, um, um, to your point, but, while we're on while we're on her character and stuff, um, I've heard uh, I've heard Conan and Disco in particular. Um, well, Disco working at, at um working at um, at uh, Sapphire, Sapphire um, that strippers are are every bit, if not more, the worker than wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, um, of course, the parallels between the business, job. Yeah, the parallel between those two businesses is is um you can see it. I mean, I mean, we've all been in establishments like that. And if you go into these establishments thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet her at Denny's afterwards," it's work. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're there to make money. You're you're the you're the wells they're trying to tap. You're the money. Yeah, they can be friendly, and 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 I mean, just recently we went to one for like a little bit because it was a bachelor party, and and the groom didn't really want to be there. He wanted to just hang out and play pool. So we weren't there too long. And in that small amount of time, you know, I had a couple of them try to work me, but I know that I know the deal, 
you know, like, oh, you should, you should buy me a drink. Oh, you should buy me a, a Big Mac. You know, I, 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 that kind of banter. Oh, I, oh, I should. Yeah, I should. I won't, but uh, I'll take that Big Mac. You know, and just I know, you know, I, I forget what joke I said, but I said, you know, get in your little bag there and pull out a couple of ones, and I'll go get me a double cheeseburger. And I get that look like, cause they're expecting like, hey, and oh hi, oh. Uh, well, you touch my shoulder. Huh? She likes me. She likes me. You you make my wee wee hard. But I mean, yeah, like maybe if oh when I was younger, I probably you probably glamorized I probably glamorized like, oh, oh, I wanna be one of those places. Oh, that looks so and you get there and it's just like fuck, I'm a, I had fucking a hundred bucks and I only got twenty. What the fuck happened? Oh, I bought two, three beers, you know, got a dance. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a penny pincher already. So, but, but yeah, so she, she's working the gimmick, but she's actually friendly with, with Randy, with Ram, it was was Randy. Yeah. He kind of likes, you know, I think he even said it, let me take you, let me make an honest woman at you. She's like, nah, I'm good. And like, she, she's already know you're a customer. I don't mix my personal with my professional life. And then. You know, they kind of become friends in a way where he's like, he, he he confines in her that he had a heart attack. He's think he's kind of, you know, thinking his life, his, you know, choices, thinking about getting back into contact with his daughter, needs help. He thinks about buying her a gift for her birthday and or buying her a gift. And, and so, she, yeah, so she, and so she's kind of like, or like the, this Marissa, uh, I can't, what is her name? Her real name was like Pam or something, or Cassandra. Yeah, Pam. Pam. So she was cat. Her stripper name was Cassie. Cassie. Her, her, her she, name was yeah. Cassie. And so she kind of like, well, okay, well, let me. I'll meet you, like, because she's also experiencing at work that she's not, you know, the top money maker in a way. She's like yeah. getting like, hey, baby, you want to dance? No, I'm good. She even gets yeah. insulted in the first, you know, when we first see her, where Ram has to come in and kind of like start some shit. You know, or and the it, white knights are, yeah, 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 exactly. And so, and you know, and they were kind of dicks, They're like, man, you're like my mother or something. Well, hey, milfs are hot, bro. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time I was with a buddy of mine, and, and there was an older lady, and I was like, yeah, I want to get a dance. And he's like, dude, she's she's old as fuck. I was like, she's not wrinkly, but he kind of <laughs> gave me that. You know, I was I was catching I was catching you know, late night. Oh, hi, Miss Robinson, teacher vibes. You know, like oh, you shouldn't be here to school. But, but yeah. So and so, Randy tries to reignite his. his, He's trying to right his wrongs with his daughter. She hates. She's like, I don't want none of this. I know you weren't even there. They have they hang out for like the afternoon or something, and she's and she's. Turn, she's turning around and so that's when he goes and gets her her gift he uh comes back with her gift and and tells her you know and that's i think that's when they go on their little you know their little daughter dad day or memory lane yeah yeah and then then uh he makes they make plans for like a dinner on saturday but shit just goes fucking downhill yeah like he uh so he hasn't been wrestling so he needs to make some money 
he's been working, I guess, part time at like a grocery store. Grocery store, yeah, yeah, with yeah, slinging meat. Oh. Yeah, like well, the manager's like is uh played by the comedian Todd Berry, very funny comedian Todd. Yeah, Berry. I, I was like, damn, he looks familiar. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, that's Todd Berry. He yeah, was yeah, a yeah. dick to him too. He was like, yeah, damn, yeah. he played it perfectly. Yeah, and yeah, so now he's 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 trying to get different hour more hours, and he tells him, well, you can be. <laughs> I need a, I need a deli, someone to work the deli on the weekends. It's like okay, so he's over there, and it's one of those crazy de- well. I was I said when I say when I think deli I just think of meats but it's a you know you go to Walmart you got the deli with the like all the fried the chicken and the potato wedges and and like that kind of like that kind of deal with yeah. and then pasta salad they had pasta salads and stuff I like the scene where the old ladies telling them more and then more. less less and he's just he doesn't do it in front of her but he kind of yeah. if, if if you didn't know that he wasn't like it was obvious if you're behind the counter, you know, as a yeah. customer, like, is that motherfucker eating the potato salad? Yeah. But he's like, oh, fuck it. Here, is that enough? You, I would have just, I'd have just made it, I'd have just made it seem like I put less and put it on there. Oh, that's perfect, perfect amount. Like, bitch, I didn't do nothing. But right, if you've been in any kind of like customer service type job, you know, you always had a this motherfucker type customer, you know, and that yeah, was I'm her. Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if we had if ever could, had the, um, he would he would confirm that. He said, "If I could, I put boogers in this motherfucker and give it to her." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought he was. I think when I first saw, I thought he was going to spit in it or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. Do that. yeah. And then and you know, see, he he's already coming. Like you know, um, at one, I think one day he he had a pretty good day. He's like he's all throwing throwing as a football, having fun with the customers. Yeah. This time around, he's like, "Man, fuck this place." A guy recognizes him as a wrestler. Yeah, and that kind of like puts him over, and like kind of he to the. I don't. I think he did it on purpose. It almost looked like he did it on purpose, but I was reading that it was an accident or something. He got cut his hand. Did he cut his hand for real? I I think it looked like he did it on purpose. I don't know why, but I have to go back and watch. He bladed the hard way. Yeah, exactly. And so he he's like, fuck this place, fuck you. He takes off. Uh, but all this happens after. So I'm I'm jumping ahead and forgive me for that. So he goes to a wrestling match as a fan and as a friend. He he sees some buddies and they go out drinking. He goes out and, and drinks a little too much, does a little too much coke, bangs a chick in the restroom, goes yeah, home with stink. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This bitch really loved firemen. Like, yeah, I know. she was like, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't see like a fireman sex toy of some kind. And so he was the he was the fireman sex toy. Remember he woke up with the fireman boots. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She had him dressed up. Yeah. Oh shit, they were getting it in. And so he goes home, and it's at the the it's the day of his his dinner date with his daughter. He goes home and sleeps, and doesn't and sleeps all fucking day. Wakes up at night and realizes, fuck. I fucked up, goes over to her house, and she's just done with him. She's like, no, fuck this. You fuck you. You you're not gonna do this shit to me again. You fucking you basically you ba- he basically abandoned her as a kid, you know, and 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 so yeah, so that's when he has his little fucking incident at the store the following day or whatever, and, and just says, Fuck this shit, I quit. I'm and he and it the end of this movie 
sums it up perfectly. When Melissa, when Marissa or Pam or Cassie, she kind of does the same thing. Well, she kind of fucking, she kind of like laid down the the law. Like, hey, you're a customer. You're not whatever you're thinking. This is gonna become ain't gonna. It's not gonna happen. I'm, I, I, she keeps her both her life separate. She doesn't want to mix the two or get involved with somebody because oh he they think you know he, he likes me because he's seen me naked. But then they kind of like got to know each other. They kissed at one point, and so but she's like no no I don't want. To. They have a little fucking exchange, and uh, she uh, she goes and. I think it's whenever she sees her son playing with the toy he gave her, the little action figure of himself, yeah. that where she's like, he's maybe it's not a bad idea. I mean, he it's not like I, it's not like I met this man and he now he <laughs> find out that I'm a stripper, or I mean, he found out I have a kid and he's cool with it. So, so she, she so you kind of feel like she's maybe given good to the idea of of dating him or being with him um she goes and and sees him and finds out that he's going down the road to do this 20th anniversary match with uh Ernest the Cat Miller's Atola character that they had a match back in 80 88 89 and so it was an ROH match ring of honor yeah, yeah. uh but and and it's that point where he, where she where she quits her job and then she goes to the match to try to like convince him not to wrestle, and he's like, "Why? This is this is where I want to be. This this you hear that crowd? You hear that pop? I was like, I'm not gonna get hurt out there. The real world is where I get hurt. You know, being in the real world, dealing with people that see me almost like a, a fall from grace, working behind in a, in a deli counter." My daughter doesn't love me, you know. She wants nothing to do with me. I live in a, I live in a shithole, you know. I fuck ring rats, you know that that mean nothing, you know. All I really wanted was some com- some true companionship in a way. But you spit in my face. He doesn't say that, but like you, you get that sense. It's like, and uh, I like how it kind of ends on the like, like a soprano, like the Sopranos in a way. Like, you know, did he have a heart attack after the match? what happened because yeah. but i like i like that type because it's it's not it's it's better that way it's better that way to leave the audience in a like uh you know uh choose your own ending type of feeling right because you know you feel for this character you you see him in freaking in these in these he's aged he's 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 taking medic he's taking uh, medication and steroids you know he's he's you know he's sitting in a uh, American American Legion Hall doing signings, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, they're a lot bigger than that. They kind of made it seem like it was just like, oh, only a, it's you know, it's a small deal. But nowadays, you know, Comic Cons and you know, they're they're big business. They're big deals, especially for older. I think there was an '80s wrestling wrestlers uh, Comic Con type deal a few a couple years ago. In New York, where like a bunch of like the old eighty stars from WWE and Territory Days, and and but yeah, I liked it, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Marissa Tomei was 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 perfect for the role. She she you know you 
you got the sexiness and you got the kind of like her. I think it was funny was is the way he puts his foot in his mouth. And, and I'm sorry for rambling on. But like you notice like when Ram was talking, he was talking to her at the store and he's like, oh, hey, you look clean. Like, dude, you just insulted her. <laughs> like, she, like, why would you think like, you know, and then he talked to his daughter and like, I forget how he said it, but it's like it made no sense. Or like he had he tried to justify that he uh you know he he was saying something about oh well I tried to forget about you I tried to not even think about you and not making it seem like I had to do that so I wouldn't deal with the pain of not being your dad. It just kept it like, yeah, I just didn't want to think about you. It almost seemed like it was like you trying to are you trying to mend fences? Are you trying to like piss me off even more? Yeah. Uh, I what was uh calling back to where where he no showed the the date with with uh stephanie his daughter um mm. and when she said i don't hate you i don't love you i feel nothing i was like yeah damn. i was like uh i there's a couple of people i've i've i felt that way about you know what i'm saying and there may be some that kind of feel that way about me and you know my past you know my past and stuff so that, that for some reason that line just like hit me like uh you know as a as a father kind of not not being the perfect father and having made some dumb choices and mistakes and stuff you know that that mm-hmm. part that line just kind of just hit me like a motherfucker but um i was i was watching um i was watching on youtube Bunch of Howard Stern videos. That's, I have like a this big ass Howard Stern playlist and another Opie and Anthony playlist because I'm a big mark for for those those days, those radio days, the shock jock era and stuff. But um, it just so happens that there was an Iron Sheik appearance on there, and he was talking about the Ayatollah and how pissed off he was because that was supposed to be him. He is he's he said I don't know if it's true because I haven't heard it from any other source. But uh-huh. he said that he was supposed to be the Ayatollah. I'm like, this motherfucker was broke down back then. He, there's, if he if he would have been in shape, you know, and able to get around, he would have yeah. been tremendous. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, I thought that, he was kind of a that combination could be a whole of, Ricky Smiley type thing. Yeah, I thought was, I was supposed to be Bunny Mike here, kind of. Yeah, yeah I, I thought he was supposed. I thought he was kind of a combination of the Iron Sheik and. A little bit of Abdullah, you know. That's kind of yeah. the vibe I got from from Ernest Miller's character uh, as Ayatollah. But yeah, yeah, Iron Iron Sheik had a lot of heat with that because we said they pretty much ripped him off and stuff. Uh, but it, it might be true, you know. Hollywood's a tough business, but I haven't, I don't recall hearing anyone else corroborate that tremendous word for a brother from the West Side, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, wrestlers are gonna are gonna work as much as they can, you know. Yeah. Like, and 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 it may be true, but at the same time, you know, I can't remember what his physique was at the time. He might have still been able to go, you know. I mean, like, he was still kind of broke. Now, by two thousand eight, he was broke down. Because remember, uh, which WrestleMania had the gimmick battle, battle royal that he won? The only reason why he won is because he he couldn't take two thousand one, maybe. Yeah, so then he was broke down, and so I remember uh, I think it was on I think it was Bruce Pritchard and Conrad podcast something 
Is it something to wrestle? Yeah, something to wrestle. Something I, to wrestle I think it was that one where um, he said, "Yeah, don't yeah, we had to we had to make Sheik win because he couldn't take no bumps. He couldn't do anything at all. So oh, wow. yeah, there's no way he would have been able to to. Um, plus, he was still, he was uh, he was a head case wild. Did you ever see his documentary, the the, um, the Iron Sheik one? I don't think so. Okay, we need to we need to add that one to <laughs> to, to the list. Maybe we'll do that one next. The Iron Sheik because he just he just passed away. Yeah, so let's, let's yeah do, like let's do that one next. So. Yeah, I it, I have to see. It might be on Netflix or I think I saw it on Netflix. It, it's around somewhere. But what yeah, was it called? So, just the Iron Sheik. I, I think it's I think it's called the Sheik. But his origin story. Um, he was a badass, you know, for real. He was um, the he was one of the Shah of, of Iran before the uh, before the over before they got overthrown by the uh, Iranian Revolution back in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the fifties, you said it came out in 20, 2014? 2014, Yeah. Okay, I I, I brought it up on Tubi, so. Okay. Yeah. So all right, I'll, yeah, I'll, it's I'll, on I'll, Tubi, it. Pluto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great, and it it covers his origin story growing up in Iran as as an amateur wrestler, and working for the Shah of Iran as as um, I think one of the Shah's daughters' bodyguards and stuff to uh, meeting Vern Gagne and being on the U.S. Olympic team as a coach and all this. Shit. So he he was a badass, you know. And then you know they, they cover his you know from the AWA to. WWF beating Bob Backlund for the for the for the championship, uh, all the way up until when shit was starting to fall down and getting hooked on drugs and shit. And so I don't want to spoil. But yeah, I've got to see it again because I I saw it when it first came out. It's been about 10, 10 years. So um, mm. so yeah, that'd be a good one to watch. Um, all right, yeah, we'll uh, watch next. Definitely put that out there on another on another. Comedy chops slash extra butter. Yeah. Pop cherry episode. and all of yeah. Well, you'll be <laughs> wide open by the time we done. <laughs> well, probably be a pop, probably be a popcorn and chill. Because a majority <laughs> if it's a bunch of movies we watch I've never seen, it's gonna be a lot of popping my cherries. <laughs> I know that would be wide open. Slut. <laughs> be a <laughs> so yeah, so but yeah, since it's on Tubi and Netflix, definitely be a popcorn and chill type of episode. But uh, all in all, I, I like I said, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was, you know, I got a little bit, I got a little bit no more of an understanding of what it's like in the locker room. You know, you got the heel and the baby face talking about the match. You know, there's that, there's that brotherhood, that camaraderie, you know, that, uh, you know, Ra- Randy was very open. And, hey, whatever you want to do, brother, you know, like, and he, you know, he wrestled with some younger guys like, yeah, hey, you're doing really good. You know, keep, keep at it. You know, you you know, you're you're you're, you're gonna go places. You know, kind of give him that encouragement. So I almost feel like it's it's almost what it'd be like, you know, in the in the green room or or what you know on the side of the open mic, you know, because I've seen it. You know, other comics say, "Hey man, how you been? How you doing? Man? You still doing that one bit and this and that and and then and then of course I've also seen the people just kind of keeping them. So I I'm more of a keep to myself. And I've already I've I've talked about how uh, Duck Easy approached me and 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 you know almost you know befriended me just you know he said saw me you know that's a new guy hey what's up man how long you been doing this you know 
Like, like he was, he was ironically, he was the first comic that reached that same thing that you know, I was too scared to even get up on stage. I just wanted to hang out at Elbow Room. He was the first one to say, hey, man, you got five minutes of time. I'm going to do a show. I'm like, hi, my name's CJ. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> But nah, yeah, I, I like that, man. That's that's cool, man. He, he yeah, I follow I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah, I follow him on Facebook, and he's always posting fire stuff and and seeing him on uh, promoting his stuff and everything. Like, man. And, oh yeah, uh, well, he's been hustling, bro. He has been yeah, both um, booking gigs for himself as a comic and and uh, promoting and putting shows together and booking yeah. stuff. So he, uh, you know, he he, he got he um, posted a show that. I believe uh, Juvenile was on. On oh wow, might have been Juvenile. Um, but yeah, he it was, it was. I was like, oh shit, go ahead, bro. And he's doing his thing, man. There's, there's a couple of my friends out here doing their thing. I'm really happy to see them. Hopefully, hopefully you connect with them and see if he's open to maybe doing doing a an episode. I, I can always reach out on Facebook. I know it's been a while since I've seen him and and uh, and uh, and everything, but. But yeah, man, that's 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 how we're gonna do it here on Comedy Chop slash Extra Butter. You know, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk uh, with friends of CJ and other people willing to come out on the on the podcast and get to know them, just like you saw him kind of dive into into the origins that is me and my podcast and and everything. And then we're gonna talk a wrestling movie. We're gonna talk, you know, a wrestling documentary or even other options. But anything else you wanna you wanna touch on this movie? I know I've been doing a lot of rambling on here. Um, yeah, let me just uh um hit the just go some over some of the wrestlers that were that made cameos that have parts in it. So I'm looking okay, at yeah. the, the cast as a, as a snapshot. Of course, there's R Truth. He I think he, play, he pretty much played himself. Um, yeah, and that was a nice cameo. Now, was he with WWE at the time? I can't remember. I he might have been with um no he had to be um. With TNA, probably he was probably with TNA, because um, I remember him in, in WWE like around 2011. Because as I'm kind of reaching through, I don't think anybody that's on there was currently on the roster. I, 2008, because I don't think Meanie was there. Um, so yeah, he was yeah. probably he was probably on um, with TNA during that time or on the Indies. Let me see. Let me check real quick. Okay, you got the list in front of you, or yeah, yeah. So, so Ron Killings, um, as as self, Ernest Miller as the Ayatollah, um, Claudio Castagnoli had a cameo, of course. Um, Cesaro in the WWE, yeah, and then, um, yeah, two members of from the Anawaii slash Mayavea um family tree. You had Lloyd Anawahi, and you had um. Toa Maivea were in there. So you know, a couple of speaking of the rock and Roman Reigns, so there's some bloodline even in this movie. Um Necro Butcher, I I'm not familiar with him. Uh, he I thought about having Feeney. Feeney would have been a good guest because he was a big CZW mark during that time and probably might have oh, okay. I, I wanna so, know if he, so he, he was he the guy that he wrestled the hardcore match with? He was one of the hardcore guys. He wasn't the oh, one, he was one of the hardcore guys. Oh, okay. Um, I don't yeah, CZW. When I saw that, I was like, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, that's. I know. I think. I think Beanie has been to a few of those shows. 
Um, Austin Aries was in there. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Gacy, uh, mm -hmm. Robert Stone, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal was in there. That's right. I remember them. That's yeah. he was. I think he was in that when they were going over spots and stuff. Nigel McGinnis. Oh, we got another Anawahi. We got uh, uh, Valet Anawahi. She's kind of cute. Um, let's see. Just just Liadin as a luchador. I don't remember him. Blue Meanie, Jim Powers, uh, Doug Crosby. Let's see. Chuck Taylor. I remember that name on the Indies. Uh, John Zandig. Johnny Valiant. He was one of the veterans. And DJ Hyde, as far as that's on here. So it had a had a mix of stars now that wrestling fans may know of and you know um and then some from indies and stuff and going back into the I, after i watched the movie and stuff i just looked at a bunch of the videos from the director and from mickey rourke so darren aronofsky was like this acclaimed director and stuff requiem from a dream if you ever saw that that's a fucking that's like his iconic that's the, that's the movie that put him on the scene and uh, uh, Black Swan, it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, Black Swan is basically mm -hmm. the wrestler in tights and tutus and stuff. Um, same kind of story. Yeah, the up and coming. This one had like an up and coming versus um, an on her way down. Um, uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, and I haven't seen that. I haven't seen all of that. So I might watch that just to kind of because this yeah. movie is so I've, good. I've I, heard of that. I've heard yeah. it. And I heard it's pretty good. Uh, I think it has a. Uh, Oh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman, and is it is it Winona Ryder? Is it, um, I can't remember who the, the other one was. No, I was gonna say Mila Kunis or something. I can't remember who the co-star was, but I might check that out because that was that was supposed to be a really good movie. But but um, back to the wrestlers. So they they shot this on a on a shoestring budget. They they really had a hard time getting funding because Mickey Rourke was the lead, and. Mickey Rourke at the time, he's kind of was like Randy the Ram. He he had a he was super over in the in the eighties into the early nineties, and um, then just kind of kind of gave up acting. He was a pro fighter for a while, kind of pissed all yeah. his money away. Um, shat his his name was shit in Hollywood. No nobody would touch him, and yeah. they had a hell of a time finding funding for. The movie because he was the lead. Nobody was convinced that Mickey Rourke had the chops to to carry this movie, and so much so that at one point Nicolas Cage was supposed to be the lead, and he was uh -huh. pretty much signed on, and they had no problem getting the money. But for um, what Nicolas Cage said, it was like, well, the character Randy the Ram, he would have had to put on twenty five pounds of muscle in a very short period of time. And he would have had to go on the gas, and he was like, he refused to do that. There's no way in hell. So then they end up having to go back to Mickey Rourke. So they shot a lot of that stuff using single cam, handheld. So that's why you got that documentary type type of style, that that kind mm -hmm. of grainy realness to it and stuff. So that was kind of by design. And all of the matches, the the Ring of Honor show, the CZW show, and there's another indie. I can't remember the name of it, but. Each of those shows, those were shot during actual shows. So those are actual fans in attendance. So like in between matches, they would get in maybe like one, they can get like one or two takes in before the fans start to turn on them and boom and say, hey, we want to bring the show back on and stuff. So 
um, all of those shows, all that reaction and stuff, that's organic. And the supermarket yeah. scenes, the same thing. It was like, well, we can't really afford to get a whole bunch of act, you know, standards extras and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So those, some of those actors were actual customers, you know, interacting with them and stuff. And so there's a little bit of improv, you know, launching mm -hmm. the potato salad. That wasn't supposed to happen, you know. Mickey yeah, Mouse you can tell by the way character. his reaction. He's like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Yeah. And then, so then watching Mickey Rourke, he kind of paralleled his life with the main character and stuff, and he kind of shit on pro wrestlers and didn't really. You know, he's like, "I'm a, I'm a real athlete. I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm a professional. I'm more of an athlete than these guys." Is kind of mm -hmm. what he was saying. And, and um, so he ended up having to go through um, Alpha's, uh, the Wild Samoan School, and um, Alpha okay. was was his trainer. and put his oh, ass wow. through the ringer for like two months. And so from from going through a crash course and taking bumps and, and all that into working with these actors and working with these wrestlers and stuff, he ended up developing a real respect <clears throat> that he that he didn't expect going into it and stuff. So that was a kind of a cool thing. Oh yeah, so we 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 just totally didn't even talk about uh the nice little cameo shots of Marissa's titties, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's a nice little bonus if you you know what I'm saying, if you're so inclined. You yeah. Know? If you nine really. and a half weeks too, that was a good one with uh, Kim Bassinger. But yeah, man, he was he was a hot fire in the in the in the eighties, man. Yeah. And so yeah, man, this is a perfect this is a perfect uh perfect movie to get into and 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 dive into the the plethora of wrestling related movies, wrestler actors in movies. That's what you're gonna get here with this, you know, comedy chops, extra butter collab. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get into the world of comedy and and wrestling talk. You know, we did a little bit of the of the events that have uh come up this past couple of weeks and then we're going to dive into a movie whether it's a movie about wrestling a movie with a wrestling actor you know i think we talked about suburban commando and, and mr nanny hogan yeah. hogan type movies uh, and even friday with uh with zeus debo yeah. you know you know they're, they're, so they're not gonna just be wrestling like oh it's a movie about wrestling or with a wrestling actor Tiny Lester was in was a wrestler, and he was in a couple wrestling movies. And you know, I'm oh, I'm a huge. I love Friday. Friday is one of my I, oh god, that one and Don't Be a Menace were like one of the two funniest mm -hmm. movies. Or you know, well, Don't Be a Menace was one of the funniest movies growing up for me. But Friday was also funny too. I mean, Friday's yeah. a classic, bro. That's yeah, that's a classic. Hell yeah. So maybe we'll do a. Uh, have you done uh, Friday after next yet? Cause I think that's the worst movie in there, and that, and that. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever put them on the chopping block. I mean, I we could review the lowest rated one, but I don't know how much lower. If we put them up on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes where they rank, mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah, we I can. There's some movies I don't think deserve to be on the chopping block, like okay. the Christopher Nolan saga. Yeah, you know, like those three Batman movies. I mean. That's it's ever seen that meme with like the horse every it's like part of the horse like they're drawn in three sections and they're like all like beautifully drawn and you got the ones that like beautifully drawn it's okay and then like a complete like hand just stick figure drawing 
Yeah, that's that's the type. That's the type of demo. That's the type of sequel. I'm look, I'm looking for the stick okay. figure horse. So, so let me. So right let me ask. I'm so always open. The, so I'm so always open the, to talk. So using the Rotten Tomatoes method, right? So you choose the worst rated movie Just in about, a franchise. Yeah, on, on so Rotten what, Tomatoes or IMBD. What's the what's the highest level percentage you'll go that that meets the chopping block? Like the 23%, 33%. I never really did gave it a minimum or like a ceiling. Like, so let's say Friday is at 100%. And next Friday, or let's say Friday, the first Friday is at 89%. And next Friday is at like 95 And then you got Friday after next, it's kind of like in the middle. So among those three, the first one would be the lowest among the three. So you got, what I say, 89 95 and let's say Friday after next is like 91. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's like 26. So, what I'll just after spoil next. that right now. It's, it's like Friday 26%. After next. Yeah, it's, 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 I might, say, we, I might save that one for Christmas time because I like to do Christmas themed movies around Christmas time. All right, that's a good idea. So, yeah, so, uh, if we if we haven't gone the way of Ebony and Ivory podcast and just got tired of each other, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and we're still and, and we're still chopping up. it up, which I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 pretty positive we, we we'll be rocking and rolling to 2025 and and beyond. That's gonna wrap it up for the extra butter portion of this conversation of this collab super show. As, as I'm looking at the recorder timer, we've been talking. For two and a half hours, and yeah, it's going to go down in the time, editing yeah. booth. It's going to go into the editing booth. It's going to be knocked down. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this very first, I would say, premiere episode of, of what's to come. And then uh, we're we're just shaking and baking, slingshotting uh, CJ into uh, back into the podcasting world. And uh, with that being said, I want to remind, uh, I want to give you. Any last words you wanna you wanna give to the audience, CJ? Yeah. So thanks again, Nicho, for um, agreeing to do this collabo and kind of help me get my feet wet and get back into podcasting. Man, I really appreciate it. Having a good time. I really having having a lot of fun doing these doing these uh, shows with you, man. So as often as you'll have me, as as often I'll I'll, I'll love to participate, bro. Um, no, for real, for sure, for sure. And anyone out there, if you want to follow me on X or on Insta for any of my stand-up gigs around South Texas and eventually outside of Texas and beyond. But for now, I kind of live my little cocoon, South Texas and stuff. But follow me at CJ Tells Jokes. And um, if, you, if you're looking for someone to have as a guest who wants to talk about comedy, wants to talk about life, wants to talk about what it's like as a veteran dealing with PTSD or any mental health stuff, any of that shit, um, hit me up at CJ Tells Jokes and uh, let's talk. Let's chop it up. Thank you. Thank you for sure. For sure. Now, as always, well, obviously, thank you for your service. Um, and as always, remember, guys, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. For Take sure. care of yourself. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, Peace. nanu. Peace. <laughs> Peace.